And if you want to have this great narrative of overcoming, you got to be clear about where you're starting from. Welcome to the Mindful Wealth Podcast. Stop financializing everything. What is true wealth? What's the right metric for success? Much of how we live presupposes that our incomes or spending is a good measuring stick. But can you really quantify success with a bank balance? Or should we include softer things like learning and love, generosity and gratitude, and happiness and well-being? Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindful Wealth Podcast. We're having a conversation today, Jonathan and I, about narrative, narrative, wealth, and how those things interact, because up until now, pretty much every guest that has come on on season three mentioned the importance of narrative. And just to be clear about that, it's the stories that we tell ourselves and how that then ends up affecting our financial outcomes. And so, Jonathan, I'm going to lob you this one because I feel like I already know what you're going to say, but how do you feel like narrative interacts with financial outcomes? How does narrative interact with financial outcomes? So this, this is a meta, from a meta perspective. It, it, when you think about how, and maybe you've taken some courses on this or taken a you know a digital class on this, when people are doing their personal branding today, every single personal branding expert I talk to um, or hear from or watch a snippet on YouTube about or whatever, talks about the importance of your narrative, the importance of A, establishing what you have overcome to prove credibility for your process. And so what I don't hear in the the market or in the world right now is people out there talking about how great and successful and wonderful things are. What I hear people talking about more often than anything else is how, and, and I am totally guilty of this. Like if you think about some of the conversation we've had about where I came from and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't sound as good if I say, you know, I was raised, you know, uh, in a big house and we took these great vacations and look at this great business I built, right? That doesn't sound as good as I was raised with very little and I built something. And so look how success, look, look how I've overcome and I can help you overcome too. Like that story, that narrative is really important to justify our goodness as people, to justify our deservingness of our success. Um, It's the story we tell ourselves. The narrative is the story we tell ourselves about how we got to where we are. It gives us more credit than probably we're due. It denies luck as probably we shouldn't. It sets us apart from our peer group, sometimes intentionally. It, you know, so I, I think, I think narrative is deeply intertwined with financial outcomes, not in, not in like the, the numbers of the financial outcomes but in the presentation of the financial outcomes, because we're all presenting, right? We're all selling ourselves on social media. And so how are we going to do that? Well, I had it really bad. Now I have it really good. Look how good I am. I think that story is one that gets told all the time. Mm -hmm. No, Jonathan. Okay. So I think, first of all, let me start by saying, I think you're right. (laughs) And then I'll tell you where that's not totally what I meant. And and you'll see where I go with this. So um, I think you're right that, you know, narrative as marketing. And I think that like, you know, we are both in an industry like financial services and real estate where like, it's all about our story, right? Like my bottom line is only as good as the story that I can tell people, like, what can I give you, right? Like what is Terry's story and 
you know, what did she overcome and how can she help you overcome something else? And that that like then becomes a bit, not necessarily inauthentic, but it becomes a bit of a sales pitch. And yeah. I think you're right. I, I think you're right about that. But I guess, you know, what I wanted to talk about is I think the transformational power of narrative, because mm. no matter who you are, no matter where you start from, you tell yourself stories. Okay. We all tell ourselves stories. And whether you start somewhere very poor, whether you start somewhere very privileged, you have a life story. And the fact of being able to choose how you write that is transformational. And I think, especially when people are looking at how they want to change their circumstances, be it financial circumstances or some other kind of, you know, a weight loss journey or, or some other kind of transformational thing that you go through. I think you need a story. I think you need to be a hero in order to overcome something. And when I'm, when I'm saying like the value of narrative and, I, and I'm more interested in it as an authentic trip that people take as opposed to a sales pitch. Cause then it, it just becomes, you know, something that like you can use to sell your coaching packages to someone, but, but ultimately like when it's authentic, it becomes okay. Well, like, let's understand that the stories I tell myself, the stories that are my foundation myth, because we all have foundation myths, myths that we use to organize our personality and we use them to organize our relationship to our finances as well. And so I think as a tool to, to overcoming, I think, you know, narrative is incredibly powerful. And if you are in some way in a scarcity mindset where you tell yourself, my life is always going to be precarious. I'm always going to be living in lack. I have these huge obstacles in front of me and I'll, I was born poor, I'll die poor. I think that that then becomes a self-reinforcing cycle. Whereas if you cast yourself as a specific underdog and you, you know, you're the one, the one who made it out or whatever story you tell yourself, like I think rewriting narrative, you, you, I don't see how you can go through a transformational process without rewriting whatever narrative you have. <laughs> yeah. The authentic narrative. That was a bit of a rant. No, it was, yeah, was there a question? I didn't hear a question. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, it was me responding to my own question. <laughs> No, but but at the same time, I, th I think you're right. I mean, I, I think that uh, there are authentic narratives, and and so this is the last eighteen months I've been trying to figure out my narrative. Like uh, after after my brother died, my thoughtful, you know, heavily manicured, produced narrative changed completely. Like the things I thought were important became less important. The things that I thought about myself that were important became less important. And some things that I I didn't appreciate in myself became more important. Like so that I, I think the reality is we all have a we all have a sense of who we are, where we come from, all those kinds of things, and then how we talk about that becomes another thing. And and often how we talk about it becomes you know where, where I was going becomes like the story we tell in order to transact in the world, in order to become you know to to be mm -hmm. to be part mm -hmm. of the world. But yes, at the foundation, there's that authentic, deep, this is who I am, this is where I'm from narrative. And I think the more tied down to that narrative you are, the less you can become. Like the 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 more you are willing to question a narrative and 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 wonder about it, the more you can become, the more opportunities you have mm -hmm. to to change your narrative. But I think one of the challenges is, and this is this starts with with Rebecca's you know conversation about her book uh, was was you know what what are the stories that we tell uh, and and how do those how do they affect us and they absolutely have an outcome they they absolutely affect our outcomes.
Mm-hmm. And I think, Jonathan, I think what you are trying to say, and you'll tell me if I got this wrong, is like, so we have ego constructs, right? And like one of the ways in which we construct our egos is we have these stories about why we are who we are and how we came to be those people, right? And so, you know, like I, I call them like kind of personal foundation myths because we have those. And some of them are things that we told ourselves. Some of them are things that our parents told us that we then integrated. Some of them are things that society projected onto us. And, you know, I think it's no accident that Rebecca comes out with this in terms of, you know, her relationship to trauma. And, uh, you know, I guess I could say like black feminism in a sense that people have written a lot of stuff, you know, onto black people, black women, women in general, and that like part of the pushback of that is to re-narrate some of the things that society has foisted upon us. So, you know, I, I don't know, again, if there's really a question buried in there, but I think that that's a, we're describing the phenomenon of creating our personalities. And I want to bring the conversation back to transformation and maybe we can like, at the risk of making this personal, you know, tell me about a major transformation that you went through in your adult life that you remember and tell me the story that went along with it. Like, how did the stories change? Because I feel like if one ever goes to an inflection point in life, you were able to transform something because you changed your story. I mean, I know you mentioned like your weight loss journey, for example, or, or you know, there like were, are different things like that. If I were to look at in my life and I look at the moments at which you know, I transformed, right, and, and and became more of what I wanted to be. There was always a, a rewriting a story and a story that I hadn't even been aware of. Like I was walking around with a set of assumptions of like, I'm, I'm under the weight of this thing, you know, and for me, one of them was getting over my shyness, let's say. Like for my entire life, I believed that I was imprisoned uh, in being like this timid, socially anxious person. And, and I just kind of like told that story to myself again and again until I believed it. And then the day when I realized like, It's not because I feel shy that I'm shy, you know, that you dissociate yourself from those emotions and you can be like, no, I I don't have to tell myself that story over and over Mm. again. And I can be the person who overcame this when I like loosen my identification with that particular character trait or that particular story that I become able to overcome. And like, I think that process can take place in the financial sphere as it can happen somewhere else. So I'm I'm wondering if you can relate to that experience of it. So just as you're telling that story and as you, you, you gave me that little topic of the weight loss thing, that's uh, which I appreciate. Thank you. That saves me. Uh, but there's, there's other things like when I worked for wall street firms and then decided to start my own firm, like that, that's, that was a, I didn't know how to do it. Didn't, didn't have any clue about it, but the narrative changed to, I can't do what I want to do for clients from this perch. Let me try to build my own perch. Like that, that was that was a narrative shift. But the 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 weight loss thing is huge. I, I don't know if the reason I'm struggling with this is because all so many of the narratives that I had before Dave died were were about, you know, how does one build wealth? How does one what does success mean? And those narratives have largely just disintegrated. And so I don't know that this is a conscious effort on my part to rewrite a narrative. This is like, you know, a traumatic, you know, crushing mm-hmm. of an old narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I still think useful. I still think, you know, something that I can I can pay attention to and 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 note. But one of the big differences between my brother and I um, was I would you know, I'm the guy that left brain always early, lots of lists, goals, you know, habits. All that, that's me, like through and through. I'm that guy. 
Dave showed up late to everything. He showed up late to his own wedding. Like he was late for everything. And, and he didn't much care. Like he was like, it's how I am. Take it or leave it. Right. Drove my wife crazy for, you know, 20 years that she knew him. Uh, just insane. I wonder if there's not something more like well-adjusted about that, you know, not always wanted to be early, not <laughs> always wanted to be driven, not always wanted to be, you know, you know, and so that's, I'm, I am finding more relaxed, a more relaxed stance with life now than I had before. And that's largely because of a shift in, you know, what I believe is important because of losing my brother. Mm. I don't know if that fits into the conversation at all, but that's the, the narrative shift about losing weight and, and, and seeing that as a, as a, uh, as practice for success. I still believe that, but I also think it drove me. Oh, great. I stat, let's do it. Let's do, let's do a habit stack. I, these nine things every morning and then I'll be more successful. Right. I'm not as aggressive as I once was about that mm. because of, and I've changed a lot of that. And frankly, my narratives, my, my belief in the support infrastructure has largely shifted in the last probably 10 years. Like, I think I would be a much more well-adjusted person if I wasn't so afraid of losing it all, you know? And so that, that means I wouldn't have had to drive so hard. Like there's definitely, my dad taught me how to drive hard. And so I, I drive hard and I've driven hard my whole life. I know work hard, play hard. That's, is it healthy? It sounds like a narrative to me. Yeah, like no, a narrative I think to so. Me. <laughs> yeah, it's an it's a narrative. Yeah. It absolutely but, is a narrative. So I want to bring us back, Jonathan, to transformation because yeah. you know I think there are moments in life where you know we get really aggressive about something, you know, and I think if I think of, you know, my own, whatever sports journey, that was like yeah. one moment where like, I was really driving hard. I like, I wanted the world championship medal. You know, I spent 20 years chasing the damn medal, you know, and I'm not in the same, I don't have the same relationship to that anymore. I'm older. I checked the boxes I needed to check. And so like, you know, now it's, how can I help the other athletes that are in the gym check their boxes because like I can be a, you know, good training partner for them kind of thing. So like at a certain point you like want to back off of stuff. But I think that if we're interested in the methodology of transformation and however aggressively one wants to apply that to something, but if we're talking about, you know, supporting meritocracy and like, you know, helping people use various tools to affect change, because at some point you need to make changes and people are in positions where there are things they're not happy with. And we just might be content right now, but that doesn't mean that that tool is not a valuable tool, you know? And I guess that's what I was trying to get at with that. You know, if you could maybe give us a, you know, a little, I don't know, have maybe you don't feel like you've used narrative as a tool and I'm, I'm poking you to tell me something that, that, you know, you don't necessarily identify with. So, so yeah, I mean, but like, tell me about when you used it. Yeah. As when have you used this tool and, and how did you do it? Well, so the, the tool of narrative, uh, there's, there's, I always talk about, you know, when you, when you look at the, when you look up the uh, CFP boards, you know, the process of financial planning, it, you know, it starts with this idea of, you know, understanding where you are, like, here's all your data, mm -hmm. you know, here's your goal oh, set, thank here's you. your, right? I always thought that there was a step before that, right? And the step before that is the, is the values, purpose, you know, values, purpose piece, you know, how, who am I? Um, what is the point? What am I trying to accomplish? And I think, I think understand almost everyone that talks about narrative says that this is the most powerful thing that you can do to create better outcomes. Because what it does is it's, it creates your target. You know, what are you trying to accomplish? 
understand that before you take action, but before you begin to take action towards the goals, understand where, what you're trying to accomplish. What's the goal? What is the point here? And I think that many people skip that. And so if you, if you spend, mm-hmm. if you spend some time quietly staring at a wall, introspecting somehow, prayer, meditation, journaling, uh, you know, a quiet weekend away, you know, thoughtful walking in a forest, whatever it is, you spend some time really thinking about what you want out of life, whether it's relationally or financially or whatever the thing is, I think that is the process that you establish the beginnings of your narrative is by, by I guess you, you call that identifying the beginning and the end, identifying the here and the there, and then it becomes a process of planning. But if you can't identify the here and the there, which is your narrative, if you can't do that, then you're just you know, flying by the seat of your pants, you know, guessing what you should be doing next. You, you, you're guessing about what that next best thing is. But if you establish your here and establish your there, you can then draw a line and you can say, oh, that's the next thing I should be doing. And that's the thing that enables success. It enables planning. It enables decision-making. It enables better choices. See, I thought you were going to say something different when you started with defining here. And, and I want to just... Uh like map that out at, in, in how I think about it, because I think you're right. Like you do, do need the, like the values, but to me, that's more about the end point. To me, the now is more about being super realistic about what is happening now. And, you know, I can yeah. talk for myself and I think I see this with other people is that like, there's a lot of, you know, I don't say maybe denial is not exactly the right word. Self-deception. That's the word I'm looking for. Like, I feel like we play these self-deceptive games with ourselves where we don't want to truly take stock of where we are because we don't necessarily like what we see. Yep. And any journey that you have to map a point A to point B, because a narrative, a transformation, a journey in life is always point A to point B. You got to be realistic about point A. And I think the the place where like, you know, people tend to know where they want to go, but they're unclear about exactly where they are right now because they're denying some of the error messages that would help you truly take stock of it. And, you know, I'm I'm framing this in a they kind of conversation, but like I could definitely be saying I because I know when I have not been able to make those steps or I've put off things that I should have addressed for a long time. It's because I was not being brutally honest with myself about now. And you know, if I can, a story, a story has a beginning and an end. And if you want to have this great narrative of overcoming, you got to be clear about where you're starting from. And I think that that's, you know, a clear stock taking, like get on the scale and look at the numbers or like go to the bathroom and look in the mirror, like metaphorically with whatever it is that you're struggling with. Because if you don't, if you're not honest with yourself, or maybe you don't even go get the data, right? Like if you're having, you know, some kind of relationship issue or whatever it is, and I I could be talking to myself, it's like, you need to have a clear portrait of like, what am I doing right now? That's creating these results for me that I'm not happy with, because that's going to be the arc. It's the beginning of the arc. And I need the end and I need the beginning because if I don't have the beginning, I don't even know what to work on. So that's where I thought you were going, but I thought it was worth I think that's what I meant. I didn't say it that well, but that's, that's, that's what I meant as the beginning, but the, the, yeah, you have to get the beginning part and the end part. And that's both part of the narrative. Like this is where I am brutal honesty. And then this is where I want to go. Also brutal honesty. Cause there's, you know, one of the, one of the ways to judge whether or not you really want the goals is if 
you're willing to put in the work to get to the goals. And if you're not, they're not your goals. They're somebody else's goals, right? So if that, that's that's part of that narrative is is both beginning and end, but the the judgment around whether it's really where you want to go has to do with whether or not you're willing to do what it takes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's also the journey, right? Because like, you know, we're talking about like a, a story. What's a story? There's a beginning, there's an end, and there's a middle. And like all of the interesting stuff happens in the middle and yep. that's the journey. And like, you know, I like love this analogy. I, I, I probably say it too much. My husband is like very sick of hearing this story, but it's like, okay, everybody wants to have six pack abs, but nobody's willing to do what it takes to get them, you know? So like, it's everybody writes a new year's like, that's my goal. I'm going to have, I'm going to have abs this year. Right. But like, nobody wants the journey from where they are to those abs because it involves a whole lot of not eating, you know? And so or like eating stuff you don't necessarily want to eat. And so I think, I think you're right. I think that, that, you know, you have to be realistic about the beginning. You have to be aligned with the end and you have to be realistic about the journey that it's going to take you to get there. Because if you're not aligned with that journey and you're not willing to take the steps to get there, then pick it, pick a different goal. You know? So I, I, let me ask the question to you. Have you, I you're gonna ask about my abs, Jonathan. <laughs> no, no, I'm not asking. About, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not asking okay. about your abs. I don't, I don't have a six abs. pack. If you really want to know. <laughs> no, no. How have they affected your financial? How how have your narratives affected your financial situation, like in your life? Like, and and oh. and have you have you like intentionally rewritten any? Yeah, like in a major way. And I think you know, until I was about thirty, I lived under this narrative, which you know, whatever came from my reaction to my environment, my reaction to my shyness, like all this kind of, like I chose an academic path because I was too afraid of the business world. And I was too afraid that I was too shy and that mm. I wasn't going to be able to network and that I would like sort of decompose in the pressure of having to go to job interviews and stuff like that. And so I kind of like eked out this little safe place in academia where like I could, you know, fiddle around in the library and write my papers and like never actually have to go and talk to anybody. No, I'm serious. <laughs> by, by the way, that's not how we think about academics though. We don't think about all academics as fiddling around in the library. That's not well, how we that's think what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> I was okay. like fiddling around in libraries. And then like once, you know, I would like poke my nose out to go and, and give a tutorial and like not meet the eyes of any of the students in case they would actually look at me, you know? And it was like, I was really kind of like, imprisoned by this, like the narrative of shyness and this personality that I'd constructed around it. And, mm. you know, for me daring to come out of that and be like, no, I can succeed in the outside world. Like I, for me, you know, then that turned into business success and real estate and all kinds of other stuff, but it was really like rewriting that and having the tools to disassociate myself from that identity. And I think I really needed the vocabulary of saying, just because you feel a certain way in the moment doesn't have to mean anything. It's just a feeling. And you can write whatever story under that feeling you want to and make it about what you want to. So, okay, like I'm nervous when I go into this particular situation, but that doesn't have to define me. Right. Non rain, the rain exercise, non identification is the end in the rain exercise. Okay. I don't know what Recog that's okay. Recognize, accept, investigate, non identification. It's a Buddhist you know, yeah. meditation exercise. It's a beautiful exercise, by the way. We'll talk about that offline. I'll, I'll teach you offline. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I already did it because I did a bunch of meditation like at that phase in my life to rein some of that stuff in. And, and I think rein some of that stuff in. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Um, all right. So like if we kind of move this, I guess, to, you know, a wrapping up of, of narrative and, you know, the, the, the reason why we started this 
conversation on this topic, I think is because we're both interested in, you know, empowering people on this process of becoming. Hmm. And I don't know if you have a sense for narrative as a tool to facilitate becoming, to facilitate overcoming. And if there's anything you kind of want to say about that. Oh, for sure. There's one, there's one piece of it that I think it's really, really important. And that is, so we talk about identifying you're here, like now this and being brutally honest about here, now this today. Right. But I think that one of the things to recognize is, you know, you're here and you want to go to this other place. And it seems like it's, oh my God, it's huge. It's like the difference is enormous. I don't know how I'm going to get that. But one of the beautiful narrative tools when you're thinking about the here now today is think about where you were, like compare it to where you've come from. And you can, if you can see where you came from, the lessons you've learned, the successes you've had, the failures you've had and overcome. And uh, and you can kind of see that from there to here and then the through on to the next thing, it becomes way more of a straight line, but we spend so much time. I'm here. I want to be there. You don't recognize and you're not grateful for where you are relative to where you were. And I think that's actually a, a, a tremendous support for people in becoming and in, in going from here to there is understanding, oh, look where I came. I'm so, you know, I'm amazed. I'm so grateful that I'm here. Like that's such a huge part of that step, uh, that process. Thoughts? No, that's, you know, I'm smiling because that's, that's so funny. And you really like took me to this place. So I have like a, you know, a pre-comp routine, like mentally what I do, like before I step on the mats, whatever. And like the first 10 minutes of it is that it's go for a run and review all of the, the victories and all the crazy experiences that brought me right here. And so I think like, I, I would never have framed it that way, but I think you're absolutely right. I think that this, you know, when you're looking at taking on another challenge, if you can review what brought you up the mountain from where you were, that's like an amazing tool that like gives you power to come into the present moment and be like, okay, like I came from there. That's everything that was necessary to get me here. And now look, let me bring that power into whatever the next thing it is that I want to do. Even if, using your mountain analogy, even if right now you've come down off of a place and you're in a valley, because you can say, look at all the struggle that I've gone through and that now I have overcome. And now I have the ability to move on to the next thing. Like it's reviewing your history and, and where you, where you were and where you are and looking at that as in terms of where you might want to go, but, but I've come so far, I have so much further to go. That's, I think that's hugely powerful and, and some, it's empowering. Totally agree. <laughs> All right. So look, for once, Jonathan and I are in agreement. I think this might be a good place to stop things for today. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks, Terry. Good combo. Yeah. Jonathan, thank you for having this chat with me.